0: I am a frayed and nibbled survivor in a fallen world, and I'm getting along. I'm aging and eaten and have done my share of eating, too. I am not washed and beautiful, in control of a shining world in which everything fits, but instead am wandering awed about on a splintered wreck I've come to care for, whose gnawed trees breathe a delicate air, whose bloodied and scarred creatures are my dearest companions, and whose beauty shines not in its imperfections, but overwhelmingly in spite of them. From Annie Dillard, good morning everyone, I'm Rob McCall, this is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion and wild speculation, devoted to feeling at home in nature, and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the almanac for March 9th to 16th, 2012. We're coming up on the last quarter of the Worm Moon. So here are some natural and unnatural events for this quarter moon. At last, a few warm days are drawing the frost up out of the ground. The roads are posted and the brooks and streams are chattering and roaring over the rocks, singing joyous hymns of release from their icy prison. and now the blustery winds sweep winter's dust and debris in swirling clouds across the fields into the woods. The sun is above the treetops and nearly blinding on its cloudless midday. Bones long-chilled crave warmth, and skin long-covered yearns for sunshine. Dogs and cats rest on the sunny side of the house Children shriek and run at recess, and the elders sit in the sun in the afternoon. Buds on trees and shrubs swell silver on a warm day and then shrink tight at night. And of course we know the snow could come again, but old man Winter's back has been broken, as the old farmer's almanac bluntly puts it, and his days are numbered around here. Mountain report, the woods of Awanajo are still filled with slowly melting snow and ice, but the open fields are nearly clear. Coming down over the high fields, I could feel the soft body of the real live earth giving underfoot with each step. Unpaved, unplowed, unsprayed, unmowed. No flat surfaces, no straight lines, no sharp corners, no human designs simply the wild earth left to its own wild self. The buff stubble underfoot, the white and red withes of birch and cherry, the dried stalks of goldenrod rattling in the wind, the smell of wet living earth, and the sun flashing on the cold bay, all worked together to untie some monumental knots in my heart to untangle veins and sinews and send the singing sparks of life coursing freely through my winter-weary frame again. Here's a rank opinion. We criticize the young for spending so much time in cyberspace, and yet we spend most of the time in entirely human-engineered spaces ourselves. "'Rarely do we venture out to the original wild places "'still abiding as they were when the world was young. "'We spend our days and nights "'surrounded by human-made goo-gaws, gym cracks, and gadgets, "'amid colors and shapes and textures "'never found in nature, "'seeing nothing but human signs and symbols "'and hearing nothing but human sounds.' While 4,000 millennia of innate wisdom and successful life problem-solving extend in every direction, as far as the eye can see, we sit inside our boxes talking about thinking outside the box. Here's a saltwater report. The tallies now show that 2011 was a big year for Maine lobster fisheries, with a record 100 million pounds landed following a record 93 million pounds in 2010. So clearly the lobster fishery is booming. And more good news is that the North Atlantic right whale numbers appear to be gradually increasing, with 490 adults and 22 calves counted in 2011, according to the Ellsworth American. Entanglement in fishing gear is still a threat, but... Fishermen deserve thanks for their efforts in replacing dangerous gear and helping to free entangled whales. It appears that with vigilance and care we can have both a booming lobster fishery and a healthy right whale population. <coughs> and then finally here's a seed pod for you to carry around with you this week another one from Annie Dillard It could be that our faithlessness is a cowering cowardice, born of our very smallness, a massive failure of imagination. If we were to judge nature by common sense or likelihood, we wouldn't believe that the world existed.